Yes, yes. What's up, y'all? You tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Mr. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Miss Lisa Lisa, the little lady in the house. What's up, what's up, what's up? Still quarantine in. A lot of, you know, corona, coronavirus, quarantine, man. Trying to stay out of the way, trying to stay healthy, trying to stay away from y'all people, you know what I mean? I still love you, but I got to hit, I got to stay away from you, you know what I mean? We just, we just trying to live. You know what I'm saying? We, we gotta, just trying to live. We gotta get some distance. Yeah, you gotta listen. Yeah. You gotta listen, people. Listen, <laughs> listen, Lisa. I listen and I hear you. They, they, hey, they need that distance. They need that distance. Hey, Rich, shout out real quick, man, to uh, one of the, the the best things the the coronavirus and the quarantine has brought in is the. The battles on Instagram, the DJ battles, the artist battles. Last night, RZA versus DJ Premier was crazy, and uh, you know when 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 they got that one, if it wasn't for what's going on. So it's it's crazy that people are finding things to do and, and ways to be, you know, things that's probably gonna continue to happen even afterwards. So mm-hmm. I hope so. I hope so. so. You know, I hope so. Stage, yeah. Hey, and like I told you, man, I was watching that battle, man. I swear, Premier came out. He was swinging, but Rizzo, hey. Rizzo took it home toward the end, man. Hey, Premier was, in his, was, Premier was in his bag food. early. He was in his bag early. I was like, "Whoa, wait!" He was in his bag early. Yeah, was, man. You know when that triumph came out, man. It was like, "Oh." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, man, yeah. Well, wish to everybody who's joining us. See if I can go ahead and share this. If if you if you share the link, like the like the link, you know what I mean. And um, we're trying to keep 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 telling it like a TIA is. You know how we do. And that's the only way we could do it. Hey, real quick, I want to say shouts out to all the Aries, but a special shout out to Denise, my wife's birthday. She 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 is a milestone birthday for her. I want to say happy birthday. I, I hope she enjoying herself. Also, I want to say happy birthday to my brother, Anton Williams. Happy birthday to you, brother. I got a few other birthdays coming up. You know, I know a lot of Rams. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, my, a lot of My brother Rico birthday coming up. My Wrong nephew. Wrong. What's uh, up, player? Your birthday just passed. So happy birthday to all the area. Yes, it did. What's up, Robert Wrong? Without, without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into the proceedings this evening. Started off with Miss... Uh, uh, Miss Lisa Lisa, and uh, happy Easter to everybody. <laughs> happy Easter, everybody. It is Easter it Sunday. Is. I Easter. forgot about that. Yes, and we're going to celebrate the full disclosure show way. Let's get into it. We're going to celebrate it our way. So, of course, I'm going to discuss Easter. Easter. And uh, I want to start off by uh, discussing the whole, the whole concept, the whole word Easter. Esther, or however you want to pronounce it, there's a few ways to pronounce it. Terry Sanders, Michael Gasco. What it Gasso. is is it is the goddess of fertility, sex, love, and war. And this is where the whole concept of um, the Easter egg hut comes from. So what they did was they would paint their women in Europe. They would paint their women different colors. Red, green, orange, purple, whatever. And the women would go out in the woods and hide. And the men would go find these women and then have sex with them. 
and they were trying to procreate and it represented the women the eggs represent the women and the colors represented all the different colors the different races of people in the world so these men will go out find these women have sex with them and try to procreate and so now we're here today in 2020 and we have these easter eggs hunt these easter egg hunts and that's what they're representing so you know i think that we should just sit here and do our research up on these things and figure out what's going on because everything ain't always what it seems you know it's not just fun for your kids you know and all that it's a little twisted meaning underlying message to it so that's just one aspect of easter um easter is just it's another pagan holiday and it's just it's crazy because we celebrate these holidays and we don't really look into what they what they mean we're just doing the the traditions what our parents taught us and our parents didn't know any better you know they didn't have the technology that we have now to look into to look into these things and research these things so you ask i ask what the heck does the resurrection of jesus have to do with with these Easter egg hunts, you know, because Easter bunnies, Easter bunnies, and yeah, you know, and what does that have to do with Jesus? And how many Easter's are we gonna have to have before he gets here? Because you keep telling me he's coming, but you know, he ain't he ain't here yet. He ain't came yet. I'm 34, so I was told he was uh gonna return. And that's because my parents were telling me this. So my parents had to hear from their grandma, I mean, from their parents. So how long is it before he's going to get here? <clears throat> so I started to uh, read my Bible and look into the Bible or what have you, just to get a, a clarification on this whole resurrection thing and where it came from. And so um, I want to start off by talking about First Chronicles verse 15 i'm sorry first chronicles 15 verse 14 and it talks about your faith if god hasn't it hasn't risen then your faith is in vain and what it actually says is faith is in vain and if christ be not risen then is your then is your preaching in vain and is your faith also in vain so you know what I'm saying? That's right there in the Bible telling you that if your if your Jesus hasn't came by now, it is doesn't say by now, but but if he hasn't came, then all your preaching is in vain. And so I started to uh, read up on the resurrection story, and there's three different versions of the same story, and they're all different. So talking about a contradiction, you know what I'm saying? How many contradictions do you need before you're like, okay, something ain't right? Because in John 20, I'm sorry, John 20 verse 1, it goes on to say, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene, she came to the tomb. She gets to the tomb and sees that Jesus is gone. And then she sees these angels and all of a sudden Jesus comes and but she doesn't really know if it's Jesus or not. Now this is her husband, this is her 
her lover, but she doesn't know that this is her man when she turns and looks at him. So once she says Mary Magdalene, then she's like, oh, it's Jesus. This is you. It's really you. And then he asks, like, why are you crying? I'm right here, you know. And I, and I said, you know, how does she not know that this is her husband? She thought it was the gardener. But obviously it wasn't. So how does she not know if this is her husband? And then in Matthews, it goes on to say that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary. So just in the beginning of the story, I haven't, I'm not even talking about the whole story itself. I'm just hitting a few, a few verses in the beginning of Matthews 20 verse one, 28 verse one, it changes up and says that there's two Mary Magdalene and Mary come to the casket. I mean, come to the tomb after there's an earthquake. And when they get there, they see that there is angels sitting on the rock. You know, so that's totally different. So which version are you going to take? Which version are you going to be like, okay, well, this is the real version because we don't even really know because there's so many versions. So if there's so many versions of one story, how can you be okay with that? And how can you walk in that religion and not ask no questions? Hey, real quick, Terry Sanders said, Saturnalia, Roman Rome said, research. Roman Rome said, happy family day. Y'all feel resurrected. I'm resurrected every day, baby. So Terry Sanders, Michael Gazo, okay. So in Mark 16, verse 1, Mary Magdalene and um, Mary, mother of James and Solomon, they bring spices to the tomb to cover Jesus up and spices to cover the smell up. So after he's buried and he's already in the tomb, you're going to go over there open the tomb up to put spices in him to cover the smell up. And then when they get there, of course, the tomb is already open. And in this version, they run off and tell, tell um, Mary Magdalene to go off and tell them, like, hey, look, this is what's going on. I'm back. Tell, tell the 12 disciples that I've risen and I'm here. So she runs off in fear, but she doesn't ever tell anybody. So she's not even one of the versions. She doesn't even tell the 12 disciples or anybody else that Jesus has risen. So I think that we all need to do our research and look into this before we just, just get to get up and celebrating these crazy ass holidays. And I digress. Dick Dosley. Um, well, I mean... I, I, <laughs> I, I guess my, my next question is, my, my, my question is, what am I to comment on? I mean, I, I guess what, what you're saying, Lisa, is that you're wondering why people are celebrating Easter when you, you, you broke down the Bible. You did an eloquent job of it, too, of how they explain things, but... You know, a lot of these things are done from 
tradition. You know, you have people who are true believers who would say that they don't celebrate Easter. You have people who are true believers who say they don't celebrate Christmas. You know, what is the celebration of Easter? You know, is it the celebration of, uh, of, of the resurrection of God? Is it the celebration of the spring equinox? Why does Easter change differently from March to April? You know, maybe we should dig down deep into that. Why, why is it, it's April 22nd one year, it's April 12th one year, it's March 30th one year, it's March 16th the other year, it's April 8th the be, other year. You can't get why, resurrected why, why, why on different happen? days. How many different days you gonna resurrect? Right. And I mean, the Jesus' birth date, you know, doesn't change. Every year it's the same day, it's the same day, you know, so why does his resurrection have to change? If he rose on this day, then he should be celebrated. If you're going to celebrate on the day that he rose, then it should be risen. I mean, you should be celebrated on the same day every year. Well, see, my thing is the, the people who want to know the truth will come to it. You know, I, you know, I don't, you know how I, I, t- I take, I take to this, you know, it's like, uh, you know, Derek told me once, I was like, you know, religion doesn't excite me either way. And he said, Rich, that's how I feel about politics. And I'm like, whoa, that's pretty deep. And, you know, that's how I feel about this. Now, I don't care. If you celebrate that, I don't care. I'm not going to sit here and and sit on your parade, right on your parade. If today Easter for you and you doing, you giving your babies chocolates, you giving them little bunnies and you having them run for Easter eggs, have at it. Have at it. Because those those in power are still making plans for you while you ain't looking. And those of us who are saying, hey, you know, why are you celebrating this? The people in power are still making plans. So, I mean, what does it gain for us to take away holidays from people who celebrate these traditionally if we don't have anything that we're replacing them with? So are we just to say that these people who celebrate certain holidays or who believe in this are fools? Is that what you're saying? Uh, in general, is that what we're saying? Because how do you attract people to you? You know, do you say, hey, man, you're really dumb. Now, let me tell you what you need to be doing. I think they'll be stuck on the dumb. So it's like for those who want to know the truth and want to know chronology or who want to know the history of why they celebrate or why they do certain things, that's great. But, you know, taking up a big mantra, especially on an Easter Sunday, we should have... If you take something away from somebody, you should be able to replace it with something else. So to say, hey, let's just say Easter is a pagan holiday. Let's start there. And then if you really want to search the etymology of Easter and the celebration of Easter, you'll find that it has nothing to do with your religion. You know, I probably start there, but I thought it was a great, you know, great of you to um, use the biblical text in order to understand or to show them some of the inconsistencies in a story that's being told. But even with that, you know, what are we going to have to replace behind that? Because people believe very, very hard. And sometimes when you are at the bottom of a barrel, which they keep a lot of the people that look like you and me, hope and, and belief is all you have. And if you take that hope and belief away, well, what do you have to replace that? So I'm going to fight wholeheartedly to keep those beliefs because that's all I have. So I'm saying, I think that it's great that we, we we look at this, we research this, and we say, you know, basically, 
hey, I feel like this is all a fallacy, but what do we have to replace that? What do we have to give people in general? And how do you say it in a way that's eloquent enough not to say someone is foolish for doing or saying, believing this? How can you call someone a fool and then expect them to respect you or follow you? You know, it's, it's such a hard balancing act in general. So I want to just leave it there. Not you know, really, not I mean, really. I don't care. I, don't, I really don't care either way. It's not it's not a hard balance at all, Richard. You think about it, all it is is just presenting information. You know, and it and leaving it leaving it where it lay. You know what I mean? The information is where it is. And like you said, if people people see the information and accept it or, or research further, then so be it. If not, then not. But to present the to prevent present the information is to present the information. And it's like you know, and it's trying to help people to understand, like, you know, you it's, 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 it's one thing, like, it's all good. You want to celebrate Christmas. You want to celebrate Easter. It is, you know, everybody's, that's your prerogative. You know, my thing is, I just want you to understand what you, what it is you're celebrating. And well, Gasco said, cause you tell me what first the Bible says, Mary Magdalene was Jesus's love. Lover. It, what, that, that what, was what, one, verse, what verse says that? That was one of the, the, all the different stories of Jesus that Jesus had a lover, and it, it, I don't think it was actually a verse. No, 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 no. But it was said it was a verse. Yeah. So what verse was it? Off the top of that's my what, head. That's what he's saying. He said he just said it was a verse saying that Mary Magdalene was Jesus's love. He wants you to quote the verse. No, I didn't and then, say. Uh, Tanya Mitchell says hello, family. Hey, how you doing, big sis? No, I didn't say that Mary Magdalene was Jesus. I didn't say it was a verse that Mary Magdalene was Jesus' lover. I didn't say it was a verse that said that. Okay. I think maybe he misunderstood. But I just... said nowhere it says that Mary Magdalene was his lover. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe I'm mistaken. What did you say? What did you say earlier? I said that if Mary Magdalene walked into the tomb and Jesus wasn't there, when Jesus when she turned around, Jesus called her name, but she didn't realize who he was. And then I said, well, I said she was Jesus's husband. If Jesus was her husband, if he was her lover, how did she not know who he was? Whether she was his lover, whether she was his mother, no matter what her relationship to Jesus was, she already knew who Jesus was before he was crucified. So, so Michael Gasco, question to you is, where did you get that? How did? Why are you saying Jesus was her love or her lover? He said, where Where did you get that from? Well, it's just one of the many stories that you that you run into when you're doing the research with uh, uh, the research of who Jesus was. If you do research of who Jesus was. And research outside your Bible, research outside what you already know, then you run into things that you didn't already know. And that's one of the things that research, you know what I'm saying, when you run into research. I agree with you, but what I'm saying is, in his defense, in Michael Gasco's defense, he's saying the way you said it was, it was known that she was his love or she wasn't in there. Okay, so what, what for, So in a verse in the Bible, she went into the tomb and she looked for him and she heard his voice and she didn't recognize him. Yes. But when you said when she ran into the tomb and she heard his voice, and she didn't recognize him. If he was her lover, wouldn't you have known that that was his voice? He's saying 
where in the Bible does it say that Jesus was Mary Magdalene's lover? And I just said that there's no verse in the Bible that says that. Okay. Now he's saying she was a follower. Right. So whoever, whatever, whatever she was, the follower, she should have known who Jesus was when she walked in there. He was standing there, but she didn't recognize you. him. She thought he was the gardener, the groundsman, you know, but how did she, that's what I'm asking. Ask, ask yourself that question. How did she not know who Jesus was when she was a follower of him? If he, if he rose the way the Bible says. Well, uh, deep. All right, well, let me see where I was at. Um, we was talking about the, the whole understanding of why you 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 got you know you have a holiday that's based on you know what I mean that was celebrated years before anybody ever knew or, or knew about anyone named Jesus. You know what I mean? Is there there you have the different uh, so the different uh, relationships or the different uh, traditions that have nothing to do with the resurrection of the church and whatever. You know, you say Jesus resurrected, but you have you still are putting out Easter bunnies and you have an Easter egg hunts and you paint eggs all different type of colors and they have nothing to do with the two. That's the point of the whole thing. And, you know, people tell me that Satan is the prince of deception so if you understand deception and you understand spirituality you're putting your you're putting your image your energy into something right you're putting your energy into something that you believe is one thing and it's not it's like you get it's like if somebody having a uh somebody collecting money right and they say this money is for a good cause and you give this person your money you're putting, you know, your energy going into a good cause. Then they're taking the money and going and making it rain with the strippers. You know what I mean? So <laughs> you, you're, you're actually putting, you're, you're being deceived and you're having your spirituality stripped away from you. You understand your connection with God is being stripped away from you because you're celebrating holidays. You're celebrating things that have nothing to do with spirituality. They're actually using these weapons against us. So I that for me that's why you know you know I go both ways with it you know I just want people to understand what you're celebrating what you're putting your energy to what you're uh, exp putting your spirituality to these are not this has nothing to do with God it has nothing to do with Jesus it has nothing to do with I mean as, as that's obvious you know you can't have a resurrection day different days every year you know, it's all this. It's about the spring equinox. It's about the coming of the spring. The coming. And, and you know what? And I agree with that. Hold on, D. Hold that. But that's not how it was explained in the beginning. But go ahead. Uh, Jerome Newman said the story is complicated. What exact documents has this info? Is what he asked. Terry Sanders went on to say, "Rich, I used to feel like what you're describing back in my believing days. I can understand both sides. Sometimes I feel I can't get away from ideologies." Michael Gasso went on to say she thought he was dead. And uh, Terry Sanders shared a link with us about the uh, bibliography uh, of it. Yeah. And it kind of given a, a Mary a, Magdalene, a wife of Jesus. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you finish your thought? I apologize. No, nah, what's up, Big Rob? What's up? Uh, what's up, Roland? 
But yeah, no, that's I guess that's all I had to say about it. You know what I'm saying? You tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dasley, Lisa Lisa, Little Lady House. Ah, Little Lady of the House. There's a tongue twister right there. And uh, we were just talking about Easter and Istar and the traditions of Easter, Easter, whatever you want to call it. Yes. I'm just saying, just do it. You don't have to. I'm not giving you this information to get you to stop celebrating whatever you feel like you want to celebrate. You celebrate what you want to celebrate. Christmas, Easter, Valentine's Day, whatever. But I just think that we all should do research before we start doing all these crazy things and all these traditions. Especially if you know what your government does. If you know that your government will give you something, it ain't always in your best interest or it's not always factual. You know, you can celebrate it, figure out what it's about, and still do what you do. Still have your Easter egg hunts. I mean, you know, just me personally, I don't know. I don't know how you can know the origin of something, and still, I guess it's it's traditional memory. You know, you're used to doing something every year, you just do it. I guess you know what I mean. But like once you understand, it's like with me with the Fourth of July. I don't know how you celebrate the Fourth when you realize your ancestors was. That's Willis. You know what I mean, but. I digress. What's up? Uh, Tanya Mitchell says, Matthew 28, 5 says, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see him at the grave and the angel was standing there. Right. But in, you know, John 20, verse 1, she was the only one that went there. So there's a lot of contradictions in this story. Which we can get into a whole, whole lot. You tapped into the full disclosure show. Derek Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of the house. And I'm going to go ahead and switch gears, man. We're going to get into this uh, next topic. I know if, uh, shout out to uh, Swag Ty in the group uh, who shared this in the group also. And I also shared a video about this lawsuit that I want to read. There's a guy, Cyrus A. Parson. He's the founder of the AI organization which is uh, the AI organization, the Loyal Guardian Security, and the Social Programming Institute. This is some heavy stuff. And he just filed a lawsuit basically against the uh, United States against, uh, these are some of the plaintiffs that was named in his lawsuit. You had Google, Facebook, DeepMinds Incorporated, Alphabet Incorporated, Neuralink Incorporated, Tesla Incorporated, Larry Page, Sergey Brin, Sunday Pikai, Mark Zuckerberg, of course, Elon Musk, Newswire, and there's all kinds of John Doe's. There's also Hillary Clinton and uh, Barack Obama is also named in this lawsuit. There's a lot of uh, people's names you have to still look up. And let me read some of the, what he's, the lawsuit is, is for. The complaints, misuse of artificial intelligence, cybernetics, robotics, bio, biometrics, bioengineering, 5G, and quantum computing technology. Endangering the human race with the misuse of artificial intelligence technology. Transfer of AI weapon technology to China. Complicity in genocide, China. Violations of Article 1, 2, genocide 
uh, uh, convention, the violation of the Article 2 Genocide Convention. And there's more to it because there's also human trafficking that he's had that's in the uh, lawsuit as well. Now, this dude, Cyrus Parsa, I just said, is a former, is a founder and CEO of the AI organization. I just said that um, he has a book entitled, I just put it in the group. He has a book entitled Artificial Intelligence, Dangers to Humanity, which I just ordered, by the way, I'm going to get into. And uh, it's, it's, it's about AI, the U.S., China, big tech, facial recognition, drones, smartphones, 5G robotics, cybernetics, bio, digital pro social program. This is a, this is a, a conspiracy theorist wet dream right here. You know what I mean? I mean... But the dude is a serious dude. And if you check the interview out he did with Young Thug. Young. Young, young, yeah. young Thug. Look at that Young Thug. Nah, <laughs> young, well, young, young Thug would be interested in that stuff. But man, Young Pharaoh, which I posted on the group, man, it's pretty heavy stuff, man. It's pretty heavy stuff. And he, he, he's, he's, he's uh, accusing some major players and nobody's really talking about it because he's not a celebrity. You know, he's not a name. He's not a big name. So... You know, it, it, the lawsuit actually came out like, what, December, March or something, like December. And, you know, nobody's really talked about it. I, you've seen little waves or whatever, whatever. But, you know, I think it's more, and he even said in his interview, he's trying to raise uh, uh, awareness. And, you know, he's he's trying to make people aware that, you know, these people will use, when we talk about this technology and this money and this grab, and, you know, organ, organ harvesting. He's also talking about organ harvesting. China from Africa. You know, Chinese people are, you know, going to Africa and, and taking Africans. We, we remember when all those uh, women were missing. When we were looking about, you know, this is what he's program, pr pr professing. That they're organ harvesting, human trafficking, you name it. So it's pretty deep stuff, man. So I'm going to go ahead and put it out there for y'all, you know what I'm saying, get in this conversation. So, I am not too shocked that this man is, um, I'm, I'm not shocked of the information of why this man is suing. The things that he's suing for are things that we see every day on the news, Papers, magazines, Facebook, whatever. But because there's so much information, we're not really sure if what's real, what isn't real. You know what I'm saying? But it's kind of, it's also kind of scary because what you already thought, what you was already feeling, what you was already seeing has now been confirmed. And of course, they're not going to tell you these things is going on. They're not going to publicize this lawsuit because that would just confirm what a lot of people in America, in the world, is saying about America. You know, saying saying about our government. Y'all can call people crazy. I've been called crazy. I've been called conspiracy theory. I've been called all sorts of names because I speak on things like that or speak on things, all these five G's or I feel some type of way about this peop these these group of people. But this lawsuit, I mean, it just really just shows the level of 
deceit, the level of, I don't, it's scary. This, this, this is scary. And the world is getting scarier and scarier and scarier. And they want you to live in a level of anxiety and a level of fear. But how can you not? How can we not? And it's like we can't even leave. You can go wherever. You can leave out of America and you can go live somewhere else. But it's not. It ain't going to be no different in another country. You might have things that we have in America not going on in another country. But does that outweigh the things that are going on in that country? I don't know. America, our government, they don't mean us no good. You can call me a conspiracist. You can call me crazy. You can call me ignorant. You can call me stupid. But I don't care because they just show and show and show their ass more and more every day. I just posted one of the links in the, in the group, right in the, uh, in the uh, comments right there. People can look on that, click on that thing. Dick Dashley. On with your family. Let's read some of these comments. Ty Mitchell said, Matthew 28, 5 says that Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see him at the grave and the angel was standing there. She went on to say there were they were perplexed as to why he wasn't there and he was dead. Jerome Jackson said, uh, coming off the research is vital. It's so critical. Ty Mitchell went on to say, if you study crime investigations, there are many accounts of the crime, and more are the same. So, different different accounts, different different tellings. She went on to say, Ty Mitchell went on to say, uh, the people giving the account of of costing the grave, uh, she, I'm sorry, site are no different. God allowed everyone uh, to write their own account of what they saw and what stays constant. I'm sorry, consistent. Is that Jesus was uh, what stays consistent? I got to go back to that. Is that Jesus was once there and bound in his grave? No one could move that stone. But after a small quake, the stone rolled away, and he was not there. That was the factual account of people that was there in those times. Johns Mitchell said, "While wow. she's commenting on what you were talking about, the uh, the." Uh, uh, lawsuit. Michael Gasco says, you see the technology company in Wisconsin started microchipping its employees or took voluntarily. Um, so kind of going along with what you're saying. Tanya said, God allowed people to write their own account of the facts around his life in death and resurrection. And those, uh, and those main facts never changed. Jesus was also a black Jewish man. Jerome Newman said the government on the same BS all day. So that's just a lot. I just want to kind of cover everybody's uh, thoughts. We had a lot of thoughts there. You know, anytime we talk religion or beliefs, you're going to have people, yeah. you know, come chime in. But as far as talking about this, um, this lawsuit, I haven't seen what you said. I'm going to check out your link and look at it a little bit more. But a lawsuit is a lawsuit. Just because I named somebody in a lawsuit don't mean that this lawsuit has validity. So until I see it, okay, great. Uh, do I think some of the things he's he's probably talking about has some weight? Of course, I, I would be foolish to say that they don't have weight. Um, I think what we have to keep in mind is that 
The whole goal of dominance is dominating. It is making money. So it rolls over any and everybody in the in the quest for success and the quest for being at the top of whatever. Um, you, your mama, your your brother, your sister, your granddaddy, your daddy, y'all don't mean anything in, in the bigger scheme of things. So um, I do understand, you know, why he would write some of this. Is all of it factual? I doubt it. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't. I don't believe everything that I read. I don't believe everything that everything is bad and everything is this. Everything is about the progress and everything is about progression. Everything is about money. And that, I would say that he has has a point. But to just blanket statement and say, oh, he has a point for everything, no. Nah. But is he right about a lot of this? I'm pretty sure that he is. I haven't read it once again. So I apologize. I don't mean to, to piss on it or to write on anybody's parade, but you know, before I take a side, I need to know what the things are. And whenever you're doing a uh, lawsuit, I mean, you know, you mentioned he, he named the founders of Google, he named the founders of Facebook. These are the avant-garde people of today. If this lawsuit was brought a hundred years ago, it would name John D. Rockefeller, it name Andrew Carnegie, it would name uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt. It would be the aristocrats of that particular time. So. Nothing surprises me in that. That's what you do. You cast a wide net in order to entangle entangle something. So uh, before I say, oh, yeah, this is this or this is that, I need to know more. That's it. Well, see, <clears throat> let, let, me, let me put it to you like this. I'm not, it's, it's not about the lawsuit or the validity of the lawsuit. It's, it's interesting that the, the accusations, we, we talked about 5G last week. Right, and we talk about the five G, and and and, how, and and the dangers of what they use in the five G. You know how it it disrupts your whole. It, it, well, I won't say it does disrupt. These are the uh, go back to the the schools of thought that the radiation coming from these towers are going to disrupt our own radioelectric field. You know what I'm saying, and that they're using these. Almost, and and you, and you see the uh, what, what, the virtual reality goggles and everything like to the to the point where there's like the health the health risk and and the understanding of the uh, organs harvesting all these things that we've been talking about week in and week out that that's incorporated in this lawsuit. I just find it interesting to talk about. It's not whether it's right or wrong or whether it's factual or it's not. It's more or less to discuss. The the uh the whole issues that's encapsulated into it, you know what I mean. The whole, the you know they selling our information, you know you know we had Facebook had so many breaches where they, you know, what uh information was being leaked and they're saying like being accused that they're selling all our information to China. That everything is being sold to China. These are the things that's in the in the lawsuit, and I just find it interesting to talk about whether it's. The what, what you know, like it's always everything is there's some truth in every lie. You know what I mean? There's yes. some truth in every lie. You know what I mean? And and I like to dig into that. You see what I'm saying? So. And if I feel like if we keep blowing it off or not even looking into it, we gonna get blindsided because there's so much going on. 
you kind of like, oh, that's just another story. That's just another. But I think that your your inner self is going to tell you what you need and what you don't need. And what you when it's telling you that you do need, I think that it needs to be not you. That that's not to say that you're going to believe it and you're going to live your life based on this this lawsuit or based off the information. But I think that you need to make yourself aware that there could be this and it could be that. Hey, and history a... has shown us that over and over time and time again that our leaders in power, the people in power, don't care about us as, as people. And they will fuck us all types of ways. Me, you, my white neighbor, my Hispanic neighbor down the street, the Chinese people at the nail salon, they don't care whether the white people next door think they're superior to me and the Chinese people think they're superior to the white people. At the end of the day, they don't give a shit about you. And we know that. So I think that when these stories come around and when we hear these things, I think sometimes we need to stop saying, oh, that's just another story or... That's just bullshit. I think maybe we can look into it, research it. Okay, now I know that this could be a possibility. So let myself, let me set myself up for maybe so yeah. the what is. Only because we know the history of these people. Hey, real quick, Tanya, Tanya said she missed the subject. Who's suing who? There's a guy named Cyrus, Cyrus Parson, Tanya. He's a, he's an a, a, a intelligence guy. He's a founder and CEO of the AI organization. He's suing the United States and a bunch of corporate um, corporations for uh, uh, misuse of artificial intelligence, basically in a nutshell, a lot of the misuse of artificial intelligence to damage the herders. And I'm going to keep it all the way 100 with y'all. This 5G, you know, I've been researching, I've been looking in on well, you know, I've been looking at the pros and cons. I mean, you know, and I'm not going to sit here in front, man. It, it got me worried. Like, you know, like what what are going to be the fallouts? Because I say this all the time. Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood don't lie to you. Every, every uh, How many movies that they made yeah. where artificial intelligence becomes the end of all ends? It's either artificial intelligence or some kind of pandemic. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sorry, like these smartphones are artificial intelligence. These smart technologies, these smart TVs, smart houses, they're, they are AI. Voice recognition, you That's just say the word and it artificial comes intelligence. Out. And we're already at the pandemic. We're already hitting the pandemic movies. We got a whole virus. Mm -hmm. I can't even go chill. With, I can't go to my grandma's house. If my grandma was still alive, I can't go to my grandma's house. Why? Because 15 of my cousins is already there. We know how we do at grandma's house. Mm -hmm. It'd be 15 of us. We go to grandma's house. We eat. We chill. It's Easter. So you know we all going to stay tonight. <laughs> what do you mean? I can't. We have to stay six feet. The three of us can't even sit in the house and do our show anymore because we're at a pandemic. So whoever feels like, oh, this is just bullshit. This is just fake. This is just... A conspiracy? Miss me with that. It's we, We're past conspiracies. It's time to start fact-checking fact checking and see what the fuck is going on. Because as you can see, some shit ain't right. I digress. Big Dawson. Hey, I, I, like, I like what Lisa said right there. That, to put the cherry on the top. What I want to implore everybody is to understand 
dominance and what drives dominance. You think that people who have power will one day have enough power. It's never enough. Absolute power corrupts absolutely. And let me tell you this, the quest for power, money, control is is unyielding. It, it is unending. So these types of lawsuits, let's say it has validity. Everything you well, say hold on, hold on, Rich, hold on, Rich, 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 hold on. Let me stop you right there. I think it's important for us to make these type, this type of lawsuit public. I mean, you know what I mean? Whether, whether it has validity or not, I think it's something to talk about. I think it's something people need to be aware of. You know what I mean? I think that's the that's the point. You know what I mean? I think it's something that, like I said, it's been I've seen it. It hasn't been in my peripheral, and it's like, oh, what is this? You know, I had to sit down and like whatever. So I was like, oh, I think people people need to be aware of it. And it's something we've been seeing for <laughs> yeah, a few weeks. Need to be aware of it. But we honestly, it's something we've been seeing for a few well, weeks. But you wanted to get yeah, enough well, information yeah. before you put it out there. Now we got more information, and this information is certified. Seal, it's historical history. You can't deny there's a lawsuit going on for X amount reasons. And the man must have had some feel, some reason why he put this lawsuit going on. This stuff, maybe not every single thing in the lawsuit is factual, but there's enough shit in it for it to be factual. Well, I think if you if you if anybody who sees the interview, you can see that the guy is is um is authentic, mm-hmm. and it, it seems like he's really trying to help. So you know that he also, you know, I'm I'm gonna donate to his cause, and hey, let's see what it is. You tapped into the full disclosure show. Dag Lamont wins the first. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dasley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady in the house. Tanya Mitchell said, "Derek, you're absolutely right to fact check because there are many lies that are being fed to the people all the time. Everything is a lie, man. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, energy is on ten. What's up, Romy Rome? All right, Dick Dasley. And so with everything going on, you know, we have this pandemic. You had a lawsuit, which you just talked about. We have a lot of crazy things going on. I mean, uh, I guess the, the good thing is that, uh, you know, people stand safe. But what I want to talk about is the attack on the U.S. Postal Service. Um, right now, you have companies being bailed out. You even have... Uh, small individuals being bailed out. I guess to a certain degree, you give back some of your money. However, if you don't know, I'm about to tell you, the U.S. Postal Service does not have enough money to run the next several months. So they asked for a bailout from the federal government. And number 45, Donald Trump, has decided not to bail them out. I'm just going to read an article. This is by Vox. Uh, I'll show their uh, link in the thing. Uh, the U.S. Postal Service, like many American businesses, is suffering from sharply declining demand due to the coronavirus crisis. Last week, members of Congress were informed that it will run out of cash in September without federal assistance. Congressional Democrats have largely been amenable to this request, adding USPS funding to their list of priorities as the fourth coronavirus relief bill. Republicans in Congress, meanwhile, remain narrowly focused on putting more money into the Paycheck Protection Program for small businesses and are opposed to broadening the scope of what will be considered in the next bill. But the Trump administration also appears to be specifically hostile toward the idea of of a postal service bailout. 
its distaste for the postal bailout merges ideological conservatives generic preference for postal privatization with the president's specific hangup about the idea that the USPS, US Postal Service, is giving Amazon a sweetheart deal on shipping. In general, there are a lot of complexities to the long-term postal policy picture in the United States, but the immediate crisis is actually pretty simple. Mail volumes are plunging, taking United States Postal Service revenues down with them. And unless something is done relatively quickly to make up for those lost revenues, it's hard to see how significant layoffs and service reductions can be avoided. So, and and, and Lou are going into a, a, a long thing. When 45 first got in office, his big thing was that he wanted to end the sweetheart deal that Amazon had with the U.S. Postal Service. Just to give you a little bit of background on that, Jeff Bezos is the CEO of Amazon. He's never liked Donald Trump. Let's call it what it is. Donald Trump never liked him. And Jeff Bezos has called Trump a bozo, an idiot, a dumb cough, a trust fund baby. He said Donald Trump wouldn't be rich if it wasn't for his father. Some people might agree, some people might not. Some people might say if you got $400 million in 1976 and you let it grow at 12%, eh, you could do the math. Every six years, the money would have doubled. 800, 1.6, 3.2, 6.4. We're talking about billions now, people, but he's not worth that much. So Jeff Bezos and Donald Trump don't like each other. Donald Trump has always felt that the U.S. Postal Service has given him a sweetheart deal. In addition to that, the U.S. Postal Service employs 37% minorities. So that means 63% of the United States Postal Service is white. If the white U.S. Postal Service people don't, if they don't come together and say, hey, Donald Trump, we need you to do this, all of them will end up losing. And you'll end up having U.S. mail that's going to be privatized. What Donald Trump's hope is, it seems like, just to me, this is an opinion piece once again, is to give it to billionaires to go ahead and run it. Just like they, you know, they run FedEx, they run UPS, they he would want them to run the USPS. But what that does is the average postal service member makes about $40,000 per year without a college degree. How in the world could people make $40,000 a year without a college degree? I actually help people with their postal benefits. I can tell you these people do well, but they work very, very hard. Right now they're out there working, they're delivering mail. Today is Sunday, mail is not supposed to be delivered. I saw mail being delivered. These people are out there working, risking their lives. They should be given hazard pay. However, you have a president who's never worked hard for a penny in his life say that these people need to do something else. Now, I don't know if it's racially motivated. I don't know if it's politically motivated, but I can tell you it's always motivated by money. Lisa, you read, you said the point about these people don't care for you. Derek, you said that this man that's running these lawsuits or is filing these lawsuits has some validity in what they're saying. I'm telling you, absolute power corrupts absolutely. You have absolutely powerful people who are absolutely corrupt, and they want to take everything out of the mouth of the people. You can guarantee that once this thing is privatized, 40000 will not be the average salary. You might as well drop that down to $20,000, and you might as well get rid of everybody else. Luckily, you have FERS, you have TSP, you have other provisions that have allowed people that have worked for the post office for a long amount of time to go ahead and retire.
If you are near retirement age, three buckets for retirement age, you born before 1970 and you have 30 years in and you're at least 55 years old, let's start talking retirement. If you're born after 1970 and you're 57 years old and you have 30 years, let's start talking about retirement. Don't let these people run you. The other bucket is 60 years old with 20 years. You can go ahead and retire with full retirement. 60 years old with 20 years, yes. The last one is 62 years old and you have at least five years. You can go ahead and retire. If you could do that, let's start talking about it. Because these people don't want you, poor white people, black people, red people, brown people, yellow people. I don't care if I'm hurting your feelings with what I'm saying. It's just the truth. Power doesn't care who it hurts. It's just going to make its money. They want to hurt you. They want to privatize this. Am I trying to scare you? No. I'm just telling you what the writing on the wall says. If you don't believe me, read a book called Who Moved My Cheese. If you want to know more about the mindset of people in power, watch a 2012 series about the men who built America. And you'll know all you want to know. I digress. Roman Rome said, watch Energy is on 10. Watch interview and go from there. Tanya Mitchell said, amen, Lisa. I said the exact same thing. This virus is here and it's saying it's just a conspiracy. It's absolutely insane and stand by. This man is going to reveal to us some facts that they want to keep from us. He is keeping his promise to systematically dismantle the government system, which will ultimately benefit him and his cronies. Let me back to the this pandemic will affect every facet of our governmental system. It will change the way business is conducted around the world. This is Veronica Thornton speaking. In order to change the system the way he wants to, he has to completely break down the whole system. What's up, Joel? What's up? Lisa, Lisa. So I am a little ignorant to this whole postal service issue but um i don't i don't really understand what's the whole purpose of affecting what's the whole purpose of fucking with the postal service like why is there a purpose is there a point is it about money and if we can't if the postal service is it doesn't have enough funds to service us, are we still going to get our mail? And how do we have to, how will we get our mail? I don't understand what's the whole purpose of them messing with the postal services. I think I'm just a little ignorant on that. Derek? Well, one thing, one thing about we go to Trump, right? Trump is a businessman. You know, we said that, I said that at the beginning, you know, whether... You know, I try to stay impartial to the whole, you know, people jumped on Trump or people, you know, people so quick to, to jump one way or the other. Me, I look, I always say the man is a businessman, he's not a politician. That That's what attracted a lot of people to him because he wasn't political. He didn't give all the political answers. At the same time, he runs the country like a businessman. He does. And so what the thing is we're saying is right now he wants to privatize the post office. So we're like the post office is like Amazon. Now the post office is owned by a businessman instead of ran by government funds and ran as the U.S. post office. So they want to take control of the post office where now they're getting now probably stamps or whatever the stamps, 27 cent 
I'm, I'm, I'm assuming they'll probably be 87 cent. You know what I mean? I'm assuming that. And you know what I mean? This is the thing that they do. It's about business. Like, at the end of the day, it's about so business. How, it's how about can money. they make money off the postal service? By making it just like they privatized the prisons. They want to privatize the post office. So now we're instead of, and, and once you do that, just like we say, once the prisons became privatized, it became a business. How do we get more people in prison? We can't. You know what I mean? So now if the post office becomes privatized, it becomes a business. Now they're going to be thinking, how can we make money? Not how can we get your mail to you know, the next state conveniently. Now, how can we do this for you? It becomes, what can we get from you? Right. How can we make money from so you? So, if you want your mail, you're going to have to pay a Who knows? Who knows? Each month. Right. You want your mail, Something. you're going to have to travel all the way to the next state, the next city to get your mail. It's going to... And I'm just so... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just so sick and tired of our of our government. I know some, there's, there's a balance. Everything is about balance. So there's got to be an evil, got to be a bad in order to have a good. But I'm having a hard time even finding the good in our government. Even when they give us something and we feel like it's good, there's always a catch-22 to it. And if the catch-22 outweighs the good, I'm good on it. Me personally, I'm just sick of our government always trying to find a way to... To, to dog us, to make us less poor, to make us le- more ignorant, to put us deeper to sleep. They're killing us through our food. They're killing us through through our minds. We're always stressed. We're always frustrated. And this is just one more thing for us to be stressed out and frustrated about. Like, when does the bullshit stop? When? I'll tell you something. The one thing I do... When I sit down with you postal more, workers in general, comments, I make sure I retire them as quickly as I can because I understand the BS that the powers that be have. And, you know, and I understand your frustration with the government. What, you have, what we have to understand as a people is that money runs everything. So when, when I mention Rockefeller, when I mention Carnegie, when I mention Vanderbilt, you know, those people back in the day, they bought a president at one point. They bought a president. What they said is they wanted someone who was in in for them. And then they put a, a vice president in, underneath him that was actually fighting against them, a guy named Theodore Roosevelt. What happened is the president, McKinley at the time, he got assassinated. And then Theodore Roosevelt rose to supremacy. He, he was the president for two terms. And he killed a lot of the stuff that they wanted. See, what you need to do is you need to find people who can't be bought by money. That's a very hard thing. Who was the last person we had that was running for president that could be bought for money? His name was Bernie Sanders. And people fucked up. Now, I trip a lot. I try not my best not to cuss, but y'all fucked up. Bernie Sanders was your best fucking chance to have somebody in office who had some fucking ethics. But y'all are fucking stupid. I don't fucking mind saying it. You're fucking stupid. Most of y'all are stupid. I'm just telling you. You might not like it. You're going to probably try to find things about me that I say wrong or this and that. But you're all fucking stupid. Because everything that you want right now that's happening during the pandemic, this man was offering you. But you were too blind to see. And then you have these people 
who say, I don't vote. Voting don't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. Anything that seems like it's a little difficult, you check out. Your mind checks out the seat. And I don't mind being an enemy right now. You fucked up. You fucked up. Biden ain't no better than, than Trump. I would tell you this. You want Trump out of office. You do. Why? If you work for the post office, that's 500,000 people. 500,000 of y'all need to vote his motherfucking ass out the office. But you won't be intelligent enough to do it because you vote on, along party lines. And sometimes as Democrats, you vote along party lines too. You should probably be voting a Republican in your particular thing. The thing is, don't look at Democrat, Republican, look at the person. So, I mean, I... I don't know, man. I, I digress. I'm going to take a step back. You, you know, some, this is kind of out of character for me in general. I try to, you know, toe the line. I play the devil's advocate the whole nine. But y'all fucked up. Y'all fucked up. You got some y'all have Bernie Sanders and you didn't vote for him. So you get what you deserve. Fuck you. <laughs> I said it. You got some comments here, man. You want to read them? No, I ain't reading them. I don't care. <laughs> well, we got... Um... Veronica Thornton said it's all about the money. That's the bottom line. Always. It ain't about good or bad. It ain't, you know, you know, they 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 get us to look at it like that. It's not about that. It's about what it's can power. you get. It's money. Jerome said it's a government job, so think of so think about so think about when they shut down the government. Jobs lost just take care of the employees for real. Terry Sanders said black folks are making in excess of fifty thousand annually. And other folks want those jobs. If they can't get the jobs through attrition and other means, then they'll seek to strip strip the postal service and their powerful unions. The MPMHU. Again, the- read that again. I want y'all to hear what he just said. Could you read that again, dude? Because y'all ain't smart enough to get this. I'm just gonna tell you. I'm calling you out. Y'all ain't smart. I said it. Black, like, black folks making in excess of $50,000 annually and other folks want those jobs. If they can't get the jobs through attrition and other means, they'll seek to strip the postal service and their powerful unions. The NP, the NPMHU and the letter National Letters Carrier Union, mostly African-Americans run and staff. Attrition means just naturally falling off. It, it means the decline of something. Attrition, natural attrition. I just thought I'd explain that because y'all ain't going to go to Google to do it. Veronica Thornton says, if he can manage to privatize all government agencies as much as possible, then the sh- then that shifts governmental power. And the control and the businessmen will. Yes, they will. Then control the Anarchy. majority of what makes government operate. Eliminating the current checks and balances. Yep. You know what? The average person can't even tell you what's the three what's the three branches of the government? The executive, the legislative, and the judicial. You sit down with people, they couldn't even tell you that. I don't even like debating with most people. Trezana Stable said, I voted for Bernie early voted. Sean Xavier, the you, government baby. is people. The government is people. Government is you. The thinking that government is separate from you is a disempowering play and negates your ownership of it. We want government to work for us. We have we to own it and be fully involved. Same Veronica Story also said, the government is no longer the face of the, or thought of the people. Business is government. That's why you have lifelong politicians that retire millionaires. 
when government starts to reflect the people, then it will be for the people. One, one thing I want to say, here's what I said. I said it last week, I think, and the week before that. Business came first and then the government came second. They, they, they put political people in power to protect their money. What they do is they use racial prejudice and ignorance to control you. So they make the lowest white person feel like they're better than the richest black, red, or brown person in order for them to maintain, maintain control. You need to flip this thing on this ear. Stop being a fucking slave to titles. You're not a fucking Republican. You're not a fucking Democrat. Be a free thinker, you fucking idiots. You're tapped into the full disclosure show. Bobby Rich Green, Dick Dashley, Lisa Lisa, the little lady of house. You have to forgive us, man. The quarantine got us all on edge. You know what I'm saying? Everybody appears needles. You know what I'm saying? We want to thank everybody for uh holiday. Apologize, y'all. Is that what you always say, D? I'm so sorry. I'm sorry, y'all. You're not idiots. You just don't think. Everybody for tapping in, man. Uh, you know, tell the people in your life you love them. You know what I mean? Tomorrow's not promised. All love all day. Peace. Stay royal.